This is Radio Parallax, a slightly different perspective from a slightly different view, with topics that include matters in science, technology, history, politics, current events, and whatever we damn well please. And now the host of Radio Parallax, Douglas Everett. Welcome to the program. On last week's show, we had a guest in segment two and a guest in segment three, which was an embarrassment of riches. On today's show, we hope to have a guest later in segment one, which will be our own general manager here at KDVS, Renner Burkle. We are formulating an interesting plan we'll tell you about, which is to join together the two great radio stations of KDVS in Davis and KZFR in Chico. With similar formats and similar outlooks, it's high time we got some people from the two stations together in the same room at the same time, and we're going to see what we can do to further that possibility. The two general managers, Renner's counterpart up at KZFR, our good pal Rick Anderson, uh, well, they're all for it, and we're going to see what we can do to make this happen. We've been looking forward for some time to making a Radio Parallax field trip up to Chico, and we hope that'll happen in the next, say, I don't know, four weeks, something like that. Can we do that, Mr. McMillan? We have much ground to cover, as we always do, so let's jump right into On This Date in History. The date in question is the 13th of September. On September 13th in the year 81, the Roman Emperor Flavius Vespasianus Titus, who brutally sacked Jerusalem in 70 AD and destroyed its Jewish temple, died in Rome. According to Jewish tradition, any Jew who walks beneath the celebratory arch of Titus in Rome ceases to be a Jew. Radio Parallax has not verified that with the rabbinical authorities. That's what we've heard. It was on September 13th in 1759 during the French and Indian War that British forces won supremacy in Canada by scaling the heights above Quebec and defeating a French army. Which is why to this day, I suppose, most of Canada speaks English. Of course, in Quebec, the dominant language remains French. And you know, we'll have to bring back uh, KDVS's own uh, Franz Kassing to educate us a bit about uh, those events in the weeks to come. I'm sure Franz will be very illuminating, as she always is. Sad date uh, in American history on September 13th in 1847 in what was the last battle of the Mexican-American War. U.S. forces stormed the ancient Chapultepec Fortress at the edge of Mexico City and eliminated the last significant Mexican resistance. The fort at that time was being manned by young cadets. Not exactly a glorious moment in American military history, but uh, to the Mexicans, it's their version of the Alamo. And for the next one, Mr. McMillan. It's too darn hot. It's too darn hot. It's too, too, too darn hot. I'd like to fool with my baby tonight. Yes, on September 13th in the year 1922, the world's highest shade temperature, that would be 136.4 degrees Fahrenheit, was recorded at a Libyan village south of Tripoli. And we'd have to say, yes, that's just too darn hot. And no, Radio Parallax is not able to verify whether one of the local Berber tribesmen asked, hot enough for you, to the guy actually recording that temperature. And by the way, if you know how to say... Hot enough for you in Arabic? Please drop us a line at info at radioparallax.com. And on this date in 1965, during the midst of rock and roll's ascendancy, the American jazz great Louis Armstrong won a Grammy for Best Male Vocalist for his rendition of Hello, Dolly, which I think we'll have to make our bumper music. 
And on this date, September 13th, in the year 1993, Israeli and Palestinian leaders signed a landmark peace accord calling for the withdrawal of Israeli troops from the Gaza Strip and the establishment of a Palestinian government in the West Bank. So far, they're one for two. And unfortunately for peace prospects in that part of the world, the Israeli prime minister who signed that accord, Yitzhak Rabin, was later assassinated by members of the militant settler community. But we're still hoping, like everybody else, that peace can yet be achieved in that troubled part of the world. Our quote of the day comes from Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, who said, Let everyone sweep in front of his own door, and the whole world will be clean. Our quote of the day comes from Jay Leno, who said a few weeks ago during the Republican convention, We have Ron Paul on the show tonight. Unlike the Republicans, we're actually going to let him speak. That had to be rough on Ron Paul. You run for president, you win a bunch of delegates, and not only is he not allowed to speak, but he couldn't even sit down because they gave his chair to Clint Eastwood. Our joke of the day comes from Conan O'Brien, who said, Bruce Willis is suing Apple so he can pass down his Apple Music collection to his daughter. This could be an important case, because if there's one thing teenage girls love, it's their dad's music collection. All right, and our stats of the day come from the Harper's Index, which we've not quoted from for a while, but there's a few good ones here I think we should jump into. Like, chances a Republican believes today that Iraq had weapons of mass destruction at the time of the 2003 invasion. That would be two out of three. That's right, two out of three. Now, uh, for you Republicans who are listening today, we do want to point out that, uh, in fact, Iraq had no weapons of mass destruction. And not only that, Santa and his reindeer really don't go out every Christmas Eve and deliver presents. Although we do hate to hit you with a twofer like that. All right, here's three statistics which are kind of curious, especially for those of you who get all worked up over the Gini index of how disparate incomes can be throughout the first world. Percentage of U.S. households that are headed by millionaires, 4.3%. Percentage of Swiss households headed by millionaires, 9.5%. Percentage of Singaporean households headed by millionaires, 17.1%. have to admit, we do do find those a bit suspect. We've got to have a better one, I think. How about this one? The number of months increased in the average American's life expectancy over the past 10 years thanks to cleaner air, 4.8 months. All right, let's take a flying leap into the good, the bad, and the ugly. According to The Week magazine, it was a good week last week for insecurity. In the wake of the news that Alexei Bioykov, 30, of Russia, faked his death in an elaborately staged car crash so he could test if his girlfriend really loved him. When she broke down sobbing upon seeing his body, quote-unquote, covered in blood, he jumped up and proposed marriage. Radio Parallax can only hope that that poor Russian girl had the good sense to say, Nyet! Nyet! Imagine what other hilarious pranks he'd get up to during the decades of marriage. It was, on the other hand, a bad week last week for healthy eating. With this statistic. 
Researchers found that death row inmates usually chose very unhealthy last meals with some topping 7,200 calories. The requests generally included lots of meat, fried foods, ice cream, and sugar. Reportedly, almost no one orders vegetables. Well, yeah, even if you bought into the fact that vegetables would lengthen your life, one would have to figure that in this case, all bets are off. Yeah, it seems pretty clear in this case that ordering the cream of kale soup is not going to prolong one's life to a significant degree. And speaking of death row, it was an ugly week. A very ugly week for Massachusetts taxpayers with the news that a federal judge last week ordered prison authorities in that state to provide taxpayer-funded sex reassignment surgery to an inmate who is serving a life sentence for murder. Michelle L. Kosalik was born a male but has undergone hormonal therapy and lives as a woman in a men's prison. The part we like best, in a lawsuit filed in 2000, Kosalik claimed that sex change surgery was the only way to treat his severe gender identity disorder, which has caused him such anguish that he attempted self-castration and suicide. Now, I guess we misspoke when I said death row. A life sentence uh, in, in prison is not quite the same thing. But uh, Judge Mark L. Wolf ruled the denial of the surgery amounted to cruel and unusual punishment, a violation of the Eighth Amendment. Now, we don't want to get too deeply into the original intent of the Founding Fathers debate, but we are fairly certain the denial of sex change surgery was not what they had in mind when they banned cruel and unusual punishment. For the record, Kosalik is serving a life sentence without the possibility of parole for the 1990 murder of his wife. Senator Scott Brown, Republican of Massachusetts, has filed legislation in 2008 to bar the use of government funds for sex change surgeries for prison inmates, called this decision an outrageous abuse of taxpayer dollars. Prison officials, for their part, have cited security risks in the case, saying that allowing Kostelik to have the surgery would make her a target for sexual assaults by other inmates. Gee, you think? The lone female in a men's prison? And uh, from the Only in America file, I don't know if you heard about this one, but it's worth a moment of our time, I think. Apparently, Representative Paul Ryan claimed in an interview to have run a marathon in under three hours, which is a superb time achieved by very few first-time marathoners. Runner's World magazine uh, decided to look into this uh, unusual claim, and they found the records showing that Ryan's time was actually four hours and one minute. Ryan's spokesman acknowledged his mistake, saying he reported the time, quote, to the best of his recollection, unquote, and that the race was more than 20 years ago. This caused Senate Democratic leader Harry Reid to sound off on Ryan's math and note that uh, Reid, who's run 15 marathons, Reid suggested that if he took his time in the 72 Boston Marathon, three hours, 16 minutes, and adjusted it based on Ryan's approach, said, using the Ryan math, my time would have not been a world's record, but within minutes of a world record, I could have made the Olympic team. Ryan's math doesn't work in marathons, because you know what? You can always check someone's math, and his math doesn't work for running a marathon or anything else. A spokesman for Ryan dismissed Reed's criticism, saying, President Obama should tell his friends in Congress to focus their attention on creating jobs and stopping his devastating defense cuts. 
What devastating defense cuts? If you're aware of any devastating defense cuts, please drop us a line at info at radioparallax.com. That's what we want to kick around a bit. By the way, in our third segment today, we're going to, uh, to delve into, I hope, the current Rolling Stone article titled Greed and Debt, The True Story of Mitt Romney and Bain Capital by Matt Taibbi. You may have noted on this show our decided lack of enthusiasm for President Barack Obama. But after reading this fine piece by Matt Taibbi, I can tell you one thing. I certainly can't vote for Mitt Romney. And I got a feeling if you read it, you're going to have some pretty profound doubts too. But we'll save that for segment three today. We think this might just be the, uh, the finest piece Matt Taibbi has turned out among many excellent writings aimed at uh, our Wall Street... Uh, what word we put on it? Conspiracy, fiasco, dysfunctional system, kleptocracy, corporate pirates. I don't know. All right, in the five or so minutes we have left in our first segment here, we're going to go to our general manager here at KDVS, Renner Burkle. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. <laughs> Renner, you've got some, some news we, we, uh, that no one's heard yet about, uh, what, KZAP? Uh- that's right, KZAP. I don't know if anyone's heard that in a while. Um, they're pretty much a Sacramento legendary freeform radio, radio station that started airing back, uh, gosh, I think it was the late 60s. And they've been defunct for a while, but most of the old DJs are still alive again. I'd say most of them. Uh, they're getting up there in ages, but, you know, they're still having a blast. And I've been planning it for a couple weeks now, and we're ready to make the big announcement. So on November 8th and 9th, we're going to be devo- devoting... 48 hours to KZAP for their 45th anniversary. So basically that means during that time, a bunch of old KZAP DJs are just going to be on air spinning some of their favorite sets they had ever made. At, at, at KDVS? Yeah, at KDVS. So oh, wow. 90.3 FM, yeah. And they're going to have some panels. They've, they're actually setting it up so that uh, the first segment that's going to be aired at 6 a.m. on November 8th is going to be the same segment that aired the very first time that KZAP went on air. Wow. They've got the same DJ, they've got the same songs. It's going to be really cool. Well, being an old fossil myself who first came to uh, to Davis as a student in the 70s, yes, my reaction's like, what, KZAP's off the air? (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately they've been off for a while. Oh, well, no, this is good news. This This is a, yeah, I've never heard of anybody even doing anything like this. Yeah, I don't really know if anyone really has, uh, but I'm definitely stoked about it, and I'm like I know it just it's definitely gonna be fun. The guys I'm working with, like I said, are so excited and so into it, and it's great seeing all these guys just you know coming back together. I don't think some of them have seen each other in like decades. Wow! And I'm just like, all right, gotta get the KZAP team to assemble, and. Um, yeah, it's all just, it's, it's actually happening. Well, as that gets closer, we'll have to promote the hell out of that. That sounds like a very worthy cause, and maybe you might even get some national attention for it, I would think. Oh, that would be awesome. Well, Renner, you and I uh, exchanged some emails along with the good people up at, uh, our friends up at um, KZFR in Chico, Rick Anderson, the general manager up there. And an idea we're sort of throwing out is, uh, uh, got two stations in similar communities with similar outlooks. Why don't we have kind of a, an exchange of, of talent where we make a field trip up there and they make a field trip down here and maybe we can uh, have some, you know, DJ, again, like you're doing with KZEP, some DJs sit in on the two stations uh, respectively. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. 
one thing about every station is you just you kind of start to forget that there's other people out there doing the exact same thing as you. Maybe not in the same way, but we've got similar goals, and I think, hey, we should just work together. It'll be a blast. We'll meet some new people, and we'll have a really fun time. Well, I know Rick Anderson, uh, God bless him, and thinks this is a great idea as well. So sometime, I'm thinking in October, uh, we will, or, or maybe perhaps, yeah, it'll have to be October, I think. We'll, we'll pack up and get some people and make a little expedition up there, and, uh, and they'll do likewise. Yeah, sounds great. So all you DJs listening, and I hope there are many, <laughs> you may want to get a piece of this. Yeah, drive them up. We'll have a fun little carpool. Maybe we'll sing some songs. <laughs> the car caravan sounds like a good idea, but I don't know about the song part. <laughs> but uh, no, what we'll do that we this actually is going to happen. We'll, we'll what we'll do is uh, Radio Parallax will certainly take along a uh, some recording equipment and we'll uh, chronicle the events as they take place up there and have some interviews and we'll make that part of our our broadcasting here um, come October. Yeah, I mean, it'd be cool if we could even do some remote broadcasting, maybe do some some simulcast on both stations or something. I think that sounds pretty cool. You know, we're starting the ball rolling on this. Let's see if we can turn it into a little avalanche down the hill and make this happen come, <laughs> come October. Any, anything else you want to report about uh, the new regime taking over here? Of course, there's always a turnover every fall, and you've got a new new batch of people down at, uh, at the station here. Yeah, I mean, I just want to say I'm so excited for this year to really get rolling. I know a lot of people have been out of town over the summer, just kind of what happens here in Davis, but everyone's coming back in. We've got a bunch of bunch of new people on staff who are all really excited to do their work, and they've already put in a great job. And we have a ton of events planned for the year that we haven't even announced yet. I mean, this case that thing's coming out right now for pretty much the first time, and there's definitely a fun year planned. That's one thing I've, I'm always trying to do. I know a lot of people, like, they work really hard, and they kind of forget about the fun, but I'm all about the fun. <laughs> I mean, I guess a little bit of business, too, but, you know, whatever lets me sleep well. All right. Well, Redder, this sounds like a blast. We will follow the events as they uh, transpire, and uh, you're welcome to come back on and give us an update as, uh, as the time draws near. Yeah, thanks again for having me. All right. That was our general manager here at KDVS, Renner Burkle. We expect he'll be back. What a great idea with KZAP. Wow. I'm Douglas Everett. This is Radio Parallax on KDVS 90.3 FM. Let's take a short break. Hello, Dollar. This is Louis Dollar. It's so nice to have you back where you belong. You looking swell, Dollar. I can't tell, Dollar. You're still growing, you're still growing, you're still going strong. I feel the room sway, but the band's playing one of our old favorite songs from way back when. So 